boy. First of all, this is our longest episode ever, coming in at 55 minutes or something around that. I don't know, I haven't checked after adding this on yet. And we've got a special guest, Gene, who had selected the film Hedvig and the Angry Inch, a musical comedy. Technical problems, though. Uh, I hadn't practiced using our four microphone setup, and also it sounds like I might have screwed some things up in the recording. So I'm picking up a lot of background noise. Some people sound quiet and then loud and loud and then quiet. I fixed a lot of it up, but um, yeah, I've done my best. Enjoy. Welcome once again to the M4 Project, a podcast about movies a lot of public haven't seen. As always, I'm Matthew Jelenic. I'm Michael Sullivan. And we have a special guest. Hello, I'm Gene. It's Gene. And as always, Morgan. <laughs> I'm Morgan Davidson. Uh, this week, I uh, just have a bit of a rant, a bit, bit, a bit of something to go on about. Mm. I cannot believe that people still like the band Disturbed. <laughs> their, their time has passed. It, it has. Ooh, like, yeah, exactly right. It, grown ups like this shit people it's it's ridiculous i've seen them live <laughs> matthew <laughs> i was a teenager once obviously and did you I, get down I, with the sickness i liked them and you could say i was down with the sickness <laughs> uh but i grew out of it once i realized that it was shit and i got sick of all those weird <laughs> sounds that he does i'm stupefied to understand how anyone can like this shit still they have six albums out it's new metal that's four albums too many. People, <laughs> people are massively praising them after they did a cover of The Sounds of Silence, mortalised by Simon and Garfunkel. I mean, the way people reacted, it's hardly fucking Ness and Dormer. I'm starting to fear that these people are hearing voices and they get so worked up about them when people diss them. They want to defend them like they have some sort of violence fetish. Uh, these people probably like Nickelback as well and don't even fucking get me started on them what is the game that these people are playing stop buying the albums every time I see these pieces of shit or I see or hear David Drammen I want to shout 2000 times until I'm numb and smash CDs like I was dropping plates I don't want to start a conflict with these people and their 10,000 fists in the sky but what is their fucking meaning of life is it just me or you guys feel this as well Honestly, I hadn't really thought of Disturbed in quite a while. Yeah. Good. I thought <laughs> I'm glad I'm surrounded by those I, sort of people. I thought that's kind of well. I, I do have one of their more recent albums, Asylum. I think. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest. I liked their cover, to be quite frank. Yeah. Hi, quite yeah. frank. Hello. <laughs> I, I like the cover, but only because it's the only time I've ever heard the dude actually sing. Yeah, that's what I think. Like, yeah, I'm saying. So the guy actually has a voice, and he's actually yeah. putting on a show here. In, so. in, <laughs> You know, it's an improvement on sounding like the Swedish chef from Muppets. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. All I wanted to say, though, if this is the way you play, you are clearly disturbed and you need to be locked up in indestructible asylum. I get it. I get it. <laughs> His whole thing was nothing but... Okay. Good, good punchline, Morgan. Yeah, thanks. No worries. <laughs> well, that was worth... Back to being a movie podcast. I dropped every single... Yeah, every single, every single trap in the first album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. All right, this week's film was a Gene pick. Thank Jean, you. What did I you can't pick? see you waving. Right, yeah. <laughs> this is not a movie. Um, I, I have loved this movie since it was new. I think I watched it maybe in like year 11. Oof. I'm 33 now. <laughs> yeah, 2000, uh, 2001. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. That'd be... Spot on, actually. Yeah, it's just a great movie. It tackles a lot of stuff. Yeah, obviously, there's some gender stuff there, but there's also, you know, like East and West Berlin, the big Cold War, US occupation of Europe. So many things tackled. Yeah, I think they nail it, and it's got a pretty banging soundtrack as well. That it does. It does. 
So it's Hedwig and the Angry Inch, a 2001 American music comedy drama film written, adapted and directed by John Cameron Mitchell, uh, who also portray- portrayed the title role. Uh, he reprised his role from the performance of the original production that was on the stage. What okay. is it about? I'm even going to say that it's a musical even. In the yeah. Oh, it's like, definitely a musical. definitely a musical. Yeah, definitely a musical. They break into song many times, but it doesn't feel like a musical in your whole, they stop and do a big dance song and dance mm. number. But they, one they, do, they, they do that. They do that. It doesn't feel like it. On a, exactly. On a scene or two, they do actually do that. But a lot of the times, it's them doing a performance in like a tiny little cafe or something. Mm. That's the, the, the original play that was written for the West End was... That's what it was supposed to feel like. So when it was first written, it was part of like the queer core scene in, in New York. Um, and they used to play it as a play, but they would hold it in music halls rather than in theatres because they wanted mm. it to feel like a rock show. Like you were coming along to watch a like a rock opera, but the point was you felt like part of the gig rather than as a spectator to a, to a play. So the film follows a fictional rock band fronted by an East, East German transgender singer who survives a botched sex change operation, uh, Hedwig and her backing band, The Angry Inch. They shadow uh, Tommy, was it Gnosis? Yeah, Tommy Gnosis, Tommy Gnosis. Uh, Paul, uh, a rock star and ex-lover of Hedwig, who, after the pair had collaborated on some songs, stole her music and moved on without without her, becoming huge on the cover of Rolling Stone, huge, um, and giving Hedwig none of the credit. During this journey, we explore Hedwig's past, the complex gender identity intersected between awesome rock ballads that help to tell parts of the story. It is definitely a cult movie. Um, it bombed at the box office, but we'll hold that against it. <laughs> Any more to say on this description of what it is? Is there anything no, else that, that I've missed? That pretty much covers... No, I think you nailed it. It covers us pretty much all. Back of the tin pretty well. Good, good, good. Moving on from that. Characters, actors and their performances? Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Cameron Mitchell playing Hedwig. 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 Hedwig slash Hansel. Because he Hansel. So... The thing about this guy is that when he wrote the play, sorry, when he adapted the play to the movie, he changed things slightly. Initially, Tommy was supposed to be the main character and you were supposed to follow Tommy on tour. But when John Cameron Mitchell played Hedvig, he smashed it so hard and then hit those notes in the big screamy, you know, ballady songs. Um, the crowd went ballistic and they decided to shift the focus over to over to Hedvig and make it more about gender. Based sort of loosely on his life, he his dad was in um, Germany at the time as a as a some sort of military dude. I'm not sure if he's rank, um, but yeah. So he wrote it sort of based on his experiences whilst he was with his dad in Germany. Cool. So the character itself is Hansel to start off with. Hansel Schmidt, East German. I think they describe it as a slip of a girl. Slip of a girl. Slip of a girl. Uh, Who loves rock music and is stuck in East Berlin until he meets Sergeant Luther Robertson, an American soldier. Uh, That would have to have been one of the funniest slash sleaziest scenes in a movie. I will never look at a gummy bear the same (laughs) I want to see how big those gummy bears were. Oh, Oh, and he shifted a lot of those gummy bears. (laughs) Or he at the The time. Um, so Luther proposes marriage to uh, to, to Hansel, but in, in order to, for them to, to get married and leave, she has to get a he has to get a sex change operation so they can pass the what was it a full a full medical medical, full inspection, medical examination, examination yeah. to move out. It's it's botched, mm-hmm. uh, leaving in the worst way her, her now with an, an angry inch a dysfunctional one inch piece of mound of flesh yeah uh which mm. is charming lovely the explanation later on in the film is possibly the one of the best scenes ever <laughs> sure. my vagina healed closed it's yeah. the best Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, um, I was thinking up until that point they're doing this around america and they're transvestite it's a transvestite band and that no one has gotten angry at them yet like, there's been no 
public outrage and I was like, ah, oh, okay, there it is. That yeah. sounds more like America. Yeah, when they're actually singing that, that yeah. song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he goes the, up and yeah. screams in his face. Yeah, well, her face. Great character though. Yeah. As, yes. Just as the general characters yeah. go, just one of the one of the better characters I've seen in film in, in quite some time. I haven't seen this movie in a while and had forgotten how good of a character it is and how strong of a character yeah. it is. Some of the best one-liners oh, yeah. in some films, especially when they're um, playing the shows in the, in the diners. Some of the one-liners doing... Because she's singing but doing a comedy show, a comedy act at the same time, like mm. all the best drag mm. performances sort of do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, really loved it. The saddest part is, though, that they, they, she, she left and got the sex change operation and then the Berlin, Berlin Wall came down anyway. So Yeah, one, one year later on the one-year anniversary... Could have just left with the junk intact. The Luther leaves for a boy. Leaves it with a boy, and the Berlin Wall falls. The thing about that too, they talk a lot uh, about. Well, not necessarily talk, but they show a lot of stuff in the movie about how Hedvig kind of didn't have a choice about her gender. Like it, she was a cisgendered man, became something akin to a woman, but she didn't have a choice. Yeah. She wanted to leave East Berlin yeah. and to that go was the path, and that was that was the only way for her to do it. Because she was poor. She obviously, when she was a boy, she couldn't marry another man. So she had to go through that. But the worst thing is, like, it was all for nothing. I think it was. And <laughs> even worse, though, I think she had the postcard from the mum saying, well, greetings from Yugoslavia. Yeah, so yeah. she had just left as well. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, so she had two outs, essentially, if she just waited another year. But yeah. Went, he went the snip. Definitely. And like you said, but it performed brilliantly by oh, yeah. John Cameron Mitchell. Uh, you'd expect so in the movie, considering he did play it in the stage production. Mm-hmm. I did feel, though, towards the end of the film, Hedwig's character's lines sort of got blurred, um, and it didn't really make much sense to me. That's fine, because the character isn't supposed to make much sense, but uh, the, the character's structure and the way it was sort of shot towards the end... I was like, this is fucking confusing. Uh, the, the very end of the film, yeah. It, 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 the way the film's structured and that kind of thing. More structure, but it yeah. made that character confusing. I love this movie and I'll defend it to the end. Let me answer that. That's good. Ah, um, I think, Hedwig is your Billy Zane. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think Hed, Hedwig... <laughs> you watch her slow descent into madness. Yes. Like, the whole film is about her. You know, you watch... The first sort of act of the movie is her finding herself in sort of telling the story of being in in Berlin and things going pear-shaped. During the second act, she is on her way to going crazy. She's watching Tommy, who was her one-time lover, being crazy successful, playing huge shows with songs that she wrote with, yeah, well, some of them are her originals and some she wrote with him. So you do watch her go crazy. And then there's that one scene, the second animation in the film, which is, from what I can tell, is actually her losing her mind. But then there's that beautiful scene where she almost becomes... Tommy, they're both, yeah. they've got the same makeup, they've yeah, both got yeah, that silk, silk cross course. on their forehead, um, they're both singing really softly back and forth to each other, it seems to me like mm. that's almost a, I don't want to say reconciliation, but there was yeah. a, some peace made there, I think, but I yeah. think what you're referring to is that the, the loss of structure and the loss of sort of storytelling is deliberate, almost, yeah, because Hedvig is really confused, Yeah, I, I think the point of it is to make us confused. I think it might have made try, try and make us confused, but I don't think it was trying to make us confused as it got at some point. Um, it's appropriate for it to be a confusing character. Yeah. Uh, or for her to be a confusing character because of the complex gender identity and that, that suits it to be a con- confusing position of where they stand. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think all of it was intentional. I think a bit of it was lost in translation of how they tried to get the last bits of the movie sort of together. I think some of it too, um, 
any adaptation, any any sort mm. of theatre adaptation in the, in the yeah. theatre, the story is almost secondary to characters um, doing their thing, the yeah. singing, you know, the production, all of that stuff takes centre stage. And the storyline, while it is important, having a plot and moving it forward is important, it's not as important as character yeah. development. And sometimes you have that problem when you translate from stage theatre to, to the screen. Yeah, you have these kind of... You do drop things or, um, you know, I'm not sure if you've ever seen the, the movie version of Rent, but they do the same thing. There's some, just something about it just doesn't, doesn't translate over. over. Lame is, on the other hand, yeah, brilliant film. Absolutely brilliant well, film. It, it's an adaptation, the, the play is an adaptation of a book. Yeah. So and that's, it, you know, it has that uh, inbuilt narrative structure, which... I don't know if you've ever read the book, but there's so much source material in that book. Yeah. It is epic. It is huge. Mm-hmm. Victor Hugo wrote thousands and thousands of words. Mm. I haven't read the book. Set aside six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy it's reading. It's basically War and Peace. Though, yeah. It? Yeah. It's more or less War and Peace, yeah. Anyway, this character, though, still still on Hedvig. Well stunning, done. Stunning vocal performance. Oh, definitely. Incredible well before its time, though, as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. To be, like, made into a, a movie with a big, like, a, ca- a character like this that's trans. Mm. So um, I, I remember 2001, I was in year 11, and I know that we had a couple of gay kids at school, and all I can remember about that is them getting so much crap for their sexuality that I feel like in 2001, it wasn't that long ago, but it was a big, brave leap for people to make a reasonably budgeted movie. Definitely. Which I feel Possibly like it, that contributed to it flopping, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, because <laughs> it does have some material in there that's if you're not sort of, you know... Okay, it can be confronting. If you, if, you feel comfort- if you feel comfortable with it, then it's fine. But if you're yep. not, then you, yeah. you definitely yeah, can. It's not something to watch with an overly Christian parent. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Um, uh, the character's use of entendre is a hitting meaning. Uh, was on point. Mm. Very touching character who behind her sort of strong front was was hurting and, and, uh, and was scared. And flawed. Mm. Um, very skilled in the art of hand jobs, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good laugh at that scene. Mm-hmm. No gag um, reflex. Oh, no, no gag reflex no either. Gag Hedwig is also very bitter. Mm-hmm. Rightfully so, oh, yes, and plays it well too. I think, like you could, you feel the bitterness coming through yeah, the screen yeah. when you watch it. I loved uh, just just wrapping up Hedwig here, but I just loved the uh, response to Tommy when he said, "Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior?" <laughs> and Hedwig said, "No, but I love his work." <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Um, moving on, can we do Miriam Shaw? Yes, reprising her role of Yitzhak. Um, the character was fine, but bland overall, I thought, and overacted. I, I would say bit. that of, of the character, because it's Hedwig and the Angry Inch, Hedwig, Hedvig, uh, there was so much more time spent on that character. There's not a lot that Yitzhak had to do. There's a few little moments where it, you can tell that he is trying to step out of the shadow and want certain things that Hedvig mm. cannot give. I, I, my main issue is this. It was my biggest hang-up. It was so obvious that it was a woman playing a, a man I thought it was role. a very beautiful man. Uh, no. <laughs> I started to question uh, things. Like, Look, the, man, I don't care what gender that person is. That person was hot in that movie. I oh, yeah. didn't... No, I found it so off-putting. I don't have a problem with a woman playing a man. It was... That, like If it hadn't been a clean-shaven guy, it, she could have played the role a lot better. But the ridiculously glued stubble was just terribly done. The the character... I have a problem with the character. Mm. It was like... If you, literally, if you clean-shaved her, fine. You could see all the feminine features and you knew it was a woman playing the role. It was... It was I don't have a problem I with do, it. I just want to massively off-put it. I do that, want to put in there that my, I watched this with my partner. And she had no idea to the point where was it the, one of the last performances where um, he did that very high pitched yeah. point, and she's like, "Wow, he did really well getting to that note." And I said, "She did really well getting to that note." And she's yeah. like, "No way, no check IMDb now. There's no way that that's a woman." 
So in every production of, of Hedvig, that character has been played by a woman. Yeah. But it, that's fine. Just as looking at it, it was like... <laughs> so it was a costuming issue for you. It was. It was literally a costuming issue. I wouldn't have no dra- dramas with that character if I couldn't just keep on going, man, I wish they had done better, better job of that bit. That, that, one, that, was it. that beard literally if they had actually just got a big beard and put that on <laughs> it would have looked better than what they went with it was mm, I don't know. I've seen some pretty crummy beards though like I think that <laughs> yeah. one that one is up there that was pretty good yeah I, I also think too like I haven't done my homework but I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that the production the the um, costuming the makeup and all that sort of stuff was probably done by the, the original cast as well yeah so while it doesn't excuse them for jerking you out of your suspension of disbelief <laughs> I think it is probably worth noting that on a stage, if you're 30, 40 metres that's away what, from the character, exactly you would not have noticed to, it at no, all. exactly right. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to get to. Uh, the, a bit of the thing that someone who does well on the stage might not... And I think that was part of her acting as well. I don't think it was the best acted part either. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is because... Uh, her She's playing her, to the back row. Exactly right. And her facial acting wasn't great. Mm. You can get away with that when you're all the way up there. But when the camera is a couple of feet from your face and yeah. you can see your expressions, then that's where it lets you down. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that didn't help help me love this in, character. In really. terms of her looks, I was actually because I had knew nothing of the film or the story or, or, or the play or anything like that. Mm. I was half expecting it to be deliberate that it's well, that's a woman dressed as a man. I thought that was just going to be another character who Hedwig had found along the way and gone, oh, cool. Is that not actually the case? Yeah, no, that is that is the case. So, yeah, so there's yeah. a backstory to that character that doesn't ever get told. Um, but if you go on YouTube and nerd out like I do, that that character um, is a was a drag performer, obviously it, the I reverse of Hedvig. But um, she was Hedvig because I don't know if you noticed in some of their um, exchanges through the movie, it's quite tense yeah. and Hedvig yeah. is quite abusive and a bit yeah. unpleasant yeah. towards towards you. Yeah, um, they don't really say her name no, much no, in the no, movie. Like twice, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So she's quite abusive towards that to that character. So and she she forbids uh, that character. They're actually a married couple, yeah. um, and she forbids that character from performing as a woman um, because she can hit those high notes. Uh, Hedvig uh, can't quite get there because yeah. she still has a masculine voice. Yeah. So um, the backstory there is she was quite jealous of that person's ability to sing so high and hit those See, really high notes. See, the thing is that I haven't seen this, this, the stage production and I didn't know that. Mm. I'll take back what I said if that was explained in the movie. Yeah, absolutely. should have been explained. If that's explained. Yep. Yep. I, I, I got the jealousy because she went and she unplugged the mic and hit the note. But if they explain that, I can accept the beard. Yeah, yeah. But they don't. Mm. And you just see this horrendous... It does come across quite like, clunky. Well, and, yeah, like yeah. when I figured that out, I was like, are all of the band members switched around? Is this like that's their shtick? Or was it just these two? I wasn't quite sure. So no, no, spent, the, re- the rest spent, of them are their assigned gender. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was spending a decent portion of the movie after that. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to like... Uh, okay, all right, no. That one seems... That one seems... They're assigned <laughs> genders. <laughs> Next character. Michael Pitt. Michael Pitt as Michael. Tommy Speck, Tommy Gnosis. Tommy Gnosis. So Michael Gnosis. Michael Pitt's one of those actors who's in a lot of stuff, but you don't actually know his name. No oh. idea. What else uh, is he in, please? Oh, have a look. I have no uh, idea. Boardwalk uh, Empire? Yeah, yeah. I really okay. Boardwalk Empire. I haven't seen Boardwalk Empire. Uh, yeah, Seven Psychopaths, definitely. Other than that, I can't think of him in, in whole sh- heaps. I know his face. Yeah. Uh, yeah Detective yeah. Chinatown 2. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see go. him based purely on the name. 
Isn't Ghost in the Shell? The Hannibal might have been action. where I've seen him from. But yeah, I, I, as soon as he came on the screen, I'm like, I know that guy. Where do I know that guy from? Turns out he's in quite a lot of things. We just don't see him that often. There you go. Uh, in terms of his performance and that kind of thing, initially we sort of see him only as the his stage persona, this greasy head and sweaty man. Channeling David Bowie, yeah. Lou Reed. Trying, trying to be the... the life performer and that kind of thing it's fine and then when we're revealed uh, when we get into the flashbacks and encounter him as he's younger and pre-Hedwig self comes across quite well as a little Christian boy who's so inexperienced and innocent and he, he's a general son yeah it's, it's an interesting thing like I when I, on my first sort of watching of this movie I kind of felt like he was corrupted by Hedvig in a sense you know yeah, yeah, he because the backstory for them is she was babysitting his younger brother, brother something like, something, something like, like that something. and they, they sort of form a relationship and it moves on from there watching I watched it this morning just so that I you know would know what I was talking about again it doesn't seem that way no, as an adult so. watching it it's almost like she takes his hand yeah. and sort of walks him through she she takes him by something else yeah yes yes i was going to say she's the obi-wan to his luke skywalker but you've ruined that (laughs) touch my lightsaber use the force choke me the way i sort of interpret that relationship he was this teenager who's just trying to figure out how to rebel Mm. and at the moment he's got a guitar and he's like i'm Strumming it. I'm I'm rebelling. (laughs) How do I? What? And then this Hedwig character goes, come with me, friend. I know the way. Let me learn you a thing. (laughs) I'll give you a hand up in a bathtub and then they'll be the same again. Uh, Can I just mention on that? That that cracked me up. And it was the way Hedwig put the child down. On the floor. On the floor. I was like, no, just put the baby on the bed. Come on. Just priorities, Morgan. Come on now. And then went and jerked him off. And they're like, like, no, but it stepped over, over the baby. baby. You get to the bathtub as well. I was like, no. Gave, gave me a good laugh. And then they didn't show when Hedwig left whether she picked the baby back up I'm again. Sure so I'm sure she did. Come, probably just, on, probably just punched it. it out the door. <laughs> it stopped like moving, so she stopped worrying about it. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> it was asleep. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Put a rug over it. Oh, that's no. the game that you play. Look at the baby, it's not moving. The cool thing about that character, though, like, he is trying to rebel, but it's, it's almost like... I don't know, I kind of like to think that, that Hedwig saw a bit of herself in him and sort of tried to lead him in a way that wasn't going to to, to learn, to lead to, you know, destruction. Getting a watch sex change. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Um, the, the guitar scene, like the sort of when you first meet Tommy and he's, he's talking about um, my dad gave me this guitar to apologise for being such a huge asshole or something like that. That was a really kind of, I feel like they could have, gone into that a bit deeper like mm. you scratch the surface of anyone who's a little bit odd and there's a weird sort of relationship with parents there and I, I really think they could have explored that a little bit better they they kind of band-aided it with the my dad's a military dude and therefore he is just a textbook yeah I didn't like that as much as I feel like they could have done something a bit more creative with that they're probably you know I haven't seen all the stage productions I've only seen the one that came to Sydney but I would guess that that would be a little deeper um, explored further do- further on down the track. Is there any other characters we want to talk about? I think they're the main ones. They are. Yeah. Yep. Do we we, t- we covered Sergeant Luther, didn't we? The, the we creepy. We didn't really. He's not in it massively. He's a. You can go over the one scene he's in with the creepy mouth shot. The, <laughs> the um. It's all candy. Where he's wearing the candy underpants. And he's oh, lying there on his that, back, yeah, like sunning himself. Funny. 
that was that was good. That was a belly laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I I don't care too much about him as a character because he's not in it for very long, and he kind of jerks the main character around. But here's the subject of my favorite song from the movie, Sugar Daddy. Sugar Daddy, yeah, it is yeah. hands down the best song Sugar in Daddy the movie. Is, he's very very good. And he's he's the point of it is yeah. that guy. Looks and tone. Uh, I think it was a well shot film. Definitely. For, for its budget and, mm. and what they managed to accomplish. I thought it looked like a bit of a cross between Priscilla and Pink Flamingos. Uh, just the way it was it was slightly glam, but it was also very raw. Um, it's kind of grainy in places yeah, too. Yeah, that's what I mean. It, it looked like John Waters had sort of helped behind the scenes. It looked very him. And with the very tongue-in-cheek, like, a bit of... I won't say grossness, because there's nothing gross in it, but the things that are a bit in your face that yeah. could easily come across as gross... Uh, mm-hmm. It was very like John Waters' style, and I, I like that. I love John Waters, so that was, that was great for me. The the jarring thing for me, especially with the film, you can you can see um, the where the um, director of photography or whoever's making those decisions um, has decided to switch from that really really grainy old nostalgic feel yeah. that yeah. you see. Um, in scenes like when Tommy's on stage, for example. But then it's very jarring to me to, for them to switch it back to a clean, crisp looking. Crisp, yeah, like a, a well defined picture. But there's almost no transition. Like, we watch a lot of movies where they'll go from, oh, they might shoot on film for yeah. a particular scene, and then the next scene they might go back to digital, but they'll add an effect that softens that a little bit to sort of ease you into the next scene where it's a well lit, clean shot thing. They don't do that in this. I'm not sure if it's it's probably budgetary. I don't think it's a stylistic no. choice. Um, but yeah, it, for me, it kind of it was the same as um, Jack's beard with the jerky yeah. kind of back yeah. into. Did just off. Yeah, Marky, what do you think? They did a lot of interesting stuff. Like I, I liked the the callbacks to the oven of his childhood. How he was listening to the American rock at one point, and the mother comes in and to punish him says, "Play in the oven." And they they did they brought back where he was uh, giving Tommy. Uh, singing lessons and mm. he's like had him laying down in the oven is in like a callback to his childhood yeah. when he was first learning well that's, that's where he and learned to sing exactly and the, the interesting camera shot where they had where he had him, his head in the oven and as he's I think he's singing a song or telling a story it might have been singing a song yeah he's singing he's singing okay and it just like the camera kind of turns yeah, yeah. Three that's in the um, just on the origins of love uh, yeah. just yeah. after yeah, just after, after the animation after yeah, the they, had, yeah. they had a few of these, sort, these sorts of interesting sort of camera shots that they had there that I worked really well like that show yeah. where they did that 360 camera turn on his yeah. on her face was very i say his because i'm thinking the actual actor but yeah. um on her face and it's it doesn't feel disorientating like no. you think for a shot where it usually spins like that it's very disorientating but if it, it didn't feel that way at all hmm. it just felt it was just really well done all the sets i think that were fine yeah. uh as we just said before when hansel met luther it was so odd and weird and so grotesque in a way and yes more odd and weird and very fucking random as i said before the grossest gummy bears i've ever seen um as i said i've said many times before i hate watching people eat um if you call back to that was a call back to symbol for me man i I just just felt that i was like morgan's gonna hate i hate i hate it i loathe watching people eat (laughs) i am one of the most disgusting eaters there is so i'm glad i never have to watch myself eat see i didn't know that when i just (laughs) oh like when we watch symbol and there's this guy eating sushi and i was just like that's like five like, minutes like, yeah, like, oh. and he's so loud anyways anyways I, I, I got over it though but it was very very good music music an important music. part of this film especially this music. film yes yeah. definitely um 
Did you know that the 2016 stage production was produced by David Bowie? I didn't know. Yeah, it's a shame that it just didn't come through to the movie because I love David Bowie. Who doesn't love David Bowie? Probably David have... Bowie's evil twin, David Bill Bowie. Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, the music in this is epic. As we've said before, it is a musical. Um, it is a rock musical. All the songs are well done. What I hate in the musical is when it's too kitschy and the lyrics don't make sense for what... Because of what this is, it would have yeah. been easier for them to form the trap of writing stupid lyrics. Yep. Yes. Mm. Just for the sake I'm going to sing what I'm feeling exactly. Exactly right. Yep. Although I don't know if you've heard the lyrics to Origins of Love, which is I think the first or second song in the movie. Yeah. But they sound fine in what they yeah, do. Yeah, they're in context. They're great. Uh, yeah. But it flows well. Like There's nothing worse than especially people like Disturbed oh, wow. uh, when you listen to a song and as a teen, your teenage self or as a, someone who's um, basically an idiot um, has thought well this is a really good song and then you actually hear the lyrics and you go oh no oh. the lyrics are shit yeah. Yeah. these lyrics sometimes are most of them are great mm. and most of them are dealing with an issue or telling a story which is fine but in the context they use great to the music they're set to awesome it sounds really good you can listen to this as a CD and go Wow, that's a really good CD. A uh, really good, really good soundtrack. I, I thoroughly mm. enjoyed it. So in the movie, really. Mm. I feel like if I went back and rewatched it, which I may do, all of the songs would just be way better in the first time viewing because it gives you an emotional connection to mm. the movie as well that you will enjoy a lot more the second time through. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah, but just a, a, like as as a soundtrack, it's just a good rock album. Like, yeah. it is really like it calls back to like that glam rock. Yeah, kind of that very Hedvig kind of feel of rock and roll and because of the, the uh, what you're dealing with in the movie you get a bit of everything in that sense like yeah. uh, it's very feminine in a sense but it's also very masculine there's high and there's lows yeah. so it sort of covers that spectrum of rock yeah absolutely like there's some really good ballads in there there's some really like hard hitting just Punkish like sort angry of rock sometimes within the same song some absolutely, of the songs change yeah. gear immediately multiple times through the song so the beautiful thing about any musical a well written musical should have like callbacks to previous mm. songs there should be a kind of a theme you can feel running through it and Hedvig has that in the sense that it's the same band it's the same singer but it also has that in that like some of the themes that they cover in um, the, the tune sorry from Origins of Love is picked up again through um, I think the later on down the track later yeah. on down the track when that the, the, that sort of scene where um, Hedvig's kind of losing her mind and she's watching Tommy on stage you can feel that sort of the same notes it's slightly yeah changed tempos change slightly but yeah it's it's very sort of true to a the proper yeah, another proper one of those music. callbacks that happens all the way through the movies is tomatoes as in in the first yeah, part of the yeah, in the oven yeah. the mother throws a tomato at, her, yeah. at, at, at him at that time and he just picks it off his face and then later on saying um, I performed and they threw tomatoes at me so I had a nice salad <laughs> and then the salad thing carries the whole way through yeah, yeah. exactly and then at the end performing behind a salad bar like, can, we have, <laughs> can we eat the salad have we it's like yes you can eat the salad and at the end even when um, she just like rips off her clothes it's it's tomatoes inside her bra at the end there, yeah you know? like and then she like crushes it on her chest and then that was it just it seems it flows through the entire movie these I, back to these tomatoes and I'm gonna go out on a little limb and take an educated guess here I think because there's a lot of Adam and Eve in this whole thing I think that is the forbidden fruit I think that's a representation of that that's just me being a film wanker and and having a guess about that but I think that that's possible god damn it why don't we call this podcast film wanker (laughs) (laughs) but no yeah I I like that yeah I'd go for that I think the best thing about what I'm I'm, like 
if you can define what makes a good musical though as well is it gets a bit more of a story across that you've already told see the stories has been told in dialogue and words in between Mm. characters and then the the song comes along as a punctuation point to what we just talked about and it's a break between dialogue and this does it really 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 well Mm. probably one of the better ones I've seen Rocky Horror's just better for me love Rocky Horror but <laughs> this is definitely up there with the one of the best ways to tell more of the story with song with song if anyone wants a bad example of that La La Land yeah that is indefensibly terrible it is ever since <laughs> how it got praised so much I'll, I'll never know yeah, I, I never either. saw it no. don't waste your time don't waste it's two time. hours you won't get back oh. and it's not even a, like <clears throat> it's not a proper proper musical it's what they call it like a, uh, a jukebox musical the same as like Mamma Mia yeah, is yeah, and it's that kind of it's a musical because it's musical Love as well oh, yeah. yeah Rock of Ages Rock of Ages sorry yeah, yeah. not Rock of Love that's a Brett Michaels classic yeah. television show so I, I didn't hate Rock of Ages um, no I didn't hate it either but it's a bit more like well it's it's there are no originals leads in the pop songs yeah and it's just songs people know so yeah Moulin like, Rouge and Moulin Rouge I liked Moulin Rouge I loved yeah look uh, the dude hasn't made a bad movie as far as I'm concerned Baz Luhrmann is a genius I'll shift people who don't like Moulin Rouge no I'm with you on that I'll shift people who don't like Billy Zane (laughs) 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 anyways back to to, let's stick with Hedvig Hedvig. let's stick with the Hedvig Um, I also thought it was a good way to have these songs in there because it was very light on uh, characters like yep. full-blown yep. characters. Yep. Mm. You needed to fill it. You need well, it gives them the emotional depth that you would get out of a normal film if you spent but 20 it, minutes on that Exactly character. right. Yeah. So it puffs it up a bit more because it's lacking on the actual character yeah. front because there's not that many of them. So you don't just get bored of the, watching the, yeah. the same people sort, yeah. of, sort of on the screen. Um, the atmosphere, is, just going back on the tone, the atmospheres in the diner, I fucking love yes. They're all just yes. so awkwardly watching this thing that they all feel uncomfortable with. And there's also but just the, they the like rabid not fan like... group as well, wearing the hair. But and... then there's just random, like, there was a, like, a, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was a rabbi at one of them, oh, yeah. and there was like a it's priest. The, it's the same diner, it, like, it's the same, it's, it's same a brand, franchise. franchise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a franchise. Bil- Bilgewater. Bilgewater. Yeah, something, it's a, like a it's a red lobster. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but what I what I liked and to sort of add to what you're saying is that they each diner has its own kind of personality. It's almost like each venue is has is its own character in the sense that some venues love it and you can you can see, see like everyone smiling and enjoying it and I, and some venues just it bombs like yeah. terribly. The yeah. concept <laughs> of having rock performers at a diner but especially a glam gender blue my fucking <laughs> some, of, some of the diners look like they can only seat 20 30 <laughs> people as well and yet they have a live band, band there I was just like okay <laughs> I love this this would be my sort of yeah jive uh, but it was bizarre see I could, I could hang out at Sizzler and watch like oh definitely a, a band play that'd be yeah, cool I get the food and what's good music you have to watch people music. eat then Morgan no, no, it's live. That's fine. <laughs> no. I have a problem with it. It's watching uh, it close up on because I'm not, I'm not fucking like all up in it, watching Mike eat. I'm sitting back here. You're and doing he's it eating. Wrong, I'm man. not looking at him. <laughs> you're doing it wrong. But when you're on a movie and it's just like focused, I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I understand. And the mic picks up things that you would yeah. normally hear in real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds like other things. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, is there more to say on looks and tone? No, I think we're good. Ah, uh, uh, sorry. Costume pieces. Oh, yeah, Brilliant. shit. The costume is oh, really holy crap. That needs to be mentioned. <laughs> everything about the costume design in that movie is... There is not a bad 
Yeah, well, one thing that I found interesting, and I'm not sure how any other people who've watched the movie actually noticed it, but Hedwig never shaves, shaves her arms. Um, no, the no. whole movie. No. Which is one of those really subtle costume choices that they made because they could have said hey we need you to shave your armpits and she mm. the, the actor would have done that already yeah. um so to me that was a deliberate decision that they made maybe as like a i'm not quite ready to let go of masculinity or whatever mm-hmm. it is but it's a, like hedvig's character it, it, um the writer whose name i escaped john cameron mitchell john thank you mitchell cameron as well john cameron mr mitchell. three john names mitchell. three first yeah. names yeah um he, he's on record as saying that hedvig's not Transgender. She's, she's not transitioning from one gender to another. She's gender queer, so it switches. And so, to me, that was a uh, a way for them to sort of show. Yes, most of the time she's feminine presenting, but this is one sort of vestige of a masculinity she's not quite ready to let go of yet. And there's a lot of scenes where it's obvious she's dancing. Her arms are up in the air, or she's high fiving a band member or something like that. You always it shows up like. Probably ten times in the yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, deliberate decision they've made. You can see it right there. We're looking yeah, at the screen sure. right now. Should have run in the air. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Part of that also was, I think, because Hedwig didn't necessarily want to have that operation done. It was yeah. only done out of necessity of wanting to get out of that situation. So, yeah. had it been a different situation, she may not have made that choice. <laughs> yeah, so... Necessarily. Also, she's European. <laughs> true that. True that. That is a good point. I'm, I, the thing is, I would like to have known if, uh, looking a bit more into it, I suppose, that if Hedvig had have stayed or had have just waited and the wall had came down, would he end up have identifying as a woman and becoming like being, being a crossdresser, for example, yeah. or would he have just been a very feminine guy who was probably gay? Well, he's, de- <coughs> he's definitely gay. gay. Yeah, um, yeah. The uh, one of the things that the direct uh, the, the writer wanted to keep in that, um, you know, saying he's based it on his own life loosely. He's gay. Yeah. The director's gay, and yeah, he Hedvig is kind of based loosely on him, so Hedvig is gay also. Um, the gender thing, because the thing is, like, because the operation was botched, and at this point, probably like, he's not taking anything for for breasts or anything. Like that's yeah, too too early on to probably do do that. He's much. not on any He could have he could have like lost his junk but just pretended still to be a man but it was a decision that he like he went to have the operation even though it was failed to become a woman mm. she now is dressed as a woman um, it's confusing it is very confusing you can use gender neutral pronouns Morgan they and them they dressed as a as a woman but that's what, that's what I mean would he have decided to dress as a woman if he had kept his junk so that's what I was like I was like because right right now he it's, it's if you and I'm not sure how long ago you watched it but if you think back at the scene at the time sort of the culture of, of New York when this script was being written the guys that were playing in sort of that New York art scene were David Bowie were uh, Iggy Pop were dudes of that sort of yeah androgyny androgynous kind of yeah thank you yeah so th- there are a lot of those themes kind of already in that movie in the sense that Hedwig or um Hansel? 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 Hansel. Um, idolised these rock gods who weren't necessarily cisgendered anyway. So, I mean, most of the guys, that, and even the songs in the, the actual, she's listening to that little radio when, yeah. he, when he's a kid, he's jumping up and down on the bed. Um, I'm fairly sure that's a Bowie song he's listening yeah. to. I can't remember now, but I'm fairly sure that the, the character identified with those kinds of people already and had a sort of found sort of escape from the yeah. general shitty life that he was living at the time yeah. in that music. And so I think that it'd be an interesting thing to see how that played out. But I, I think that 
Hedvig kind of leaned that way anyway. Hedvig yeah. probably had some gender questioning, issues. probably things going on. So well, say issues. Yeah, just some Ideas. confusion, I guess. Gender confusion. confusion. Gender uh, any more to say on looks and tone? No, I think mm. we're pretty much... Let's hit overall. What did we think of it? Starting with Mike. Mike, what did you think? Really enjoyed it from start to finish. Really liked Hedvig the character. I really had some great belly laughs going through it. It was very funny. The music was very catchy, and I'd like to go and watch it again to, to listen to all that again. Overall, two thumbs up. Really cool. enjoyed it. Favorite song? Come back to me. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that one. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, no, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, as I said to, to Gene when he um, he picked this, it was actually my list, and I mentioned it to you guys it was supposed to be my next pick. Uh, <laughs> so when he said it, I was like. Damn you, but that's fine because I know I'm going to enjoy it. Sorry, um, no, no, that's that's fine. They're, they all steal my films. He said the same um, thing when I chose Megaville. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Wizards, Wizards, and uh, Rubber was also going to be my, my the, a film, but it's all good. It's all Sharon's caring. Uh, <laughs> not Megaville, you can't. Um, <laughs> It was good for a laugh. It was very somber at times. There was a few almost tear-jerking scenes. I didn't cry, but they were definitely... You know, I totally did. Oh, you yeah. could definitely uh, almost get there. Soundtrack, it was a standout. It rocks your socks off. Um, very catchy numbers. Um, and it bears a lot of significance to the overall story. Really, really, really good. Favourite song? Uh, Sugar Daddy. Definitely. Gene, overall, what do you think? Oh, look, I don't think it's any secret. This is one of my favourite movies of all time. No. Um, I love it. I love the hell out of it. I love everything about it. Even the things that annoy me about it only annoy me because I've seen it so many times. I would really, really love to see a production of this, a film production of this with money in it. Yeah. With some, some muscle behind it. I really think it could go a lot But you wouldn't want to change the main actor... I would because really? I would put Neil Patrick Harris in there. He's played the he's played the stage show. He's done it. He knows the songs. He fits the bill really well. But the guy wrote it and did a good job. He did a fantastic job of it, and you know, I, I liked him as the character. I think Neil Patrick Harris is great, but I don't agree with him on that. Okay, well that's fine. Um, but still, I, w- I would love love to see some more um, money go into this, particularly those animation scenes. Um, I think I liked anim- how I liked the animation. I liked the I, I, I did too, and it sort of drew me back to the fact that well, this whole story kicked off with a kid, yeah, and mm. the, that kind of childlike thing hit going yeah. through it. I did like that. I would have liked to have seen maybe a bit more storytelling with it mm-hmm. because it was kind of just sort of an add-on without telling much story. I'd like to see a bit more of that. But overall, one of my favourites of all time. Always will be. Matthew. Cool. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, actually, favourite song? Uh, Sugar Daddy. Sugar Daddy. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a film I, I knew nothing about. Uh, I'd like to go into these things as blind as I can. Enjoyed every second of it. It was great. Favourite song? I think um, Origin of Love is really freaking catchy. Yeah, it is a great it's song. So, so fucking catchy. And De- definitely recommend it. We're so we're, well, we're all going to unanimously recommend it. Yeah, yeah. watch yeah. it. Yeah, watch it. Give it a watch, folks, if you haven't already. Uh, and on that mystical magical note, I'm going to take a short break, possibly grab another beer, and then we'll come back with some spoilers. Beer, beer, beer. So we're going to end up back down to forty-five. Uh, I think the first first recording was. Spoiler Spoilers. Uh, is there anything to spoil? Probably fucking not. Well, I think this is not a movie that has twists and turns. It's, it's pretty blunt. The, the plot goes along almost like you would expect it to, but not in a like gross, sort of dumb, easy, cheap way. It it's, does keep you guessing. There are some scenes there that really punch you in the feels too, but yeah, I don't think there's 
spoilers per se. Mark, are you going to say something? I didn't think I was thinking what was the actual name of the band. Like, I know that going into it completely blind, you didn't immediately think that was the band was named after a botched sex change. And then it is revealed that that is exactly the case. Not <laughs> the first band named after a box set change. Enlighten us. Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're just a botched band. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got mixed up. I got mixed up. I'd, I actually also, would... screw you. I lucked out. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're good. I do actually no, want, want to... Mm. Yeah, continue. Um, I do actually want to know, does the band have any issue with being named after the lead... Singers jump, yeah. It's it doesn't seem that way. It doesn't no. seem that way, but then also they're kind of blackmailed into having to stay with her as well. So <laughs> they don't they don't seem. It's, I don't know. I'd, I'd feel like I would prefer to have my own name rather than I've been named after your penis or like they're of like they're <laughs> mound of flesh. Yes, mound of flesh. As it, were. it just seems a bit you know, demeaning to me. But that's me. Most like like because it is a very punkish style of band. I guess there is a lot of weird names for punk bands. I'm pretty that sure there true. is one called Mound of Flesh. <laughs> yeah, leftover crack. Yeah. <laughs> what was it with one but pungent stench or some yeah. shit like that years ago? Um, mm. Yes, yeah, sausage. Random, random Lost names. Sausage. Skank and pickle. Oh, I do like myself some skank and pickle. Who doesn't? Good scar band. <laughs> yeah. The yeah, the name thing. I don't know. Like, I didn't have a problem with it. I like. I guessed that leading into it. I was like. I bet you that's just going to be... And then they have a big reveal song and that's exactly what happened. But, I mean, if you didn't really... That, that song, though, the, the Angry good. Inch, is very in your face. Very oh, aggressive, punk, angry, kind of yeah. fuck you to the man kind of a song. So. Yeah. Um, but the, the whole band came from East Germany, too. It doesn't come yeah. through so much in the film. Um, you, you'd be forgiven for thinking that you, she picked them up in the US. But they are, they're all, all from, from East yeah. Germany, so... Yeah. Um, okay. Presumably, they all have a similar sort of mindset to her. Did they all travel from East Germany together to the US to perform, or do they? We don't that, really know. That's yeah, that's not revealed anywhere okay. in uh, anything that I've found. Yeah, it, it'd probably be just like the bits of bobs she built these, this riffraff crew. Yeah, because okay. she could sort of look at them and go, "Yeah, I understand." She sewed them together like a registered nurse. Yeah, she does. She just seems to be like a, a the sort of. A people collector in yeah. a sense you mm. the, the way she transforms tommy the way she transforms um yitzhak she does She'd easily be a crazy cat lady but the crazy person lady that's what she does crazy band member lady yeah she collects them uh, i don't think there is really anything else to talk about in no. spoilers as far as that other than it's a good no, well we crazy. can sit there and talk about how the film ends that's not so much a it's like so your, your scenes with a bit with the confusion about after yeah, the car I, accident and whatnot. I don't think go into it too much. If anyone wants to watch something, just watch it in that sense and make your own mind up about what exactly the fuck's happening. Yeah. Did, uh, kind of, did, did kind of go story, 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 story. Sorry. They just ending right mm. there. Just like it ended within the span of like ten minutes. And because it's it a bit like ambiguous and what it like could could uh, you with, with the film? I thought there's there's two different ways to interpret how well there's multiple different ways to it right i have two options in my mind everything after the car accident is post-death or yeah medically induced fantasies for tommy uh no for for henry oh, right. so because right after the the car accident they the she's re- sort of uh, met up with tommy again they're driving along they hit another car and then it immediately goes to the classic spinning papers Oh, the, the mystery woman with Tommy. Wasn't she what? blowing you in the car, wasn't she? That's how they had the accident, I'm sure. No, oh, they were about to. They were about to. Right. They were making out. Yeah. And the, they, they hit, hit the thing and 
basically all the things that she's been saying is like he stole my songs it sort of comes to light and they go well yeah they clearly do know each other and blah 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 and oh she's now the big superstar she's been booked on this she's been booked at that and now she's going to go back and play at the Bilgewater at New York City yeah it's so odd and strange and then she has the breakdown there and very that, that, that whole thing's very king of comedy yeah mm, yes uh, is it very yeah that, absolutely that which, which through the movie in general which can either be like a, a, a result of the crash she's in a coma or she's dead and this is her flow on of the afterlife or after the crash she's had that severe mental break and this is the film sort of representing her mental break as well I think it's one of those things you probably have to maybe even go if you're really that interested maybe go back and find some interviews with the original yeah, yeah, yeah. cast and see if you can't pull some of that stuff out because a lot of that stuff mm. is like this isn't a movie that came out in the era of DVDs it was probably just shy of DVDs maybe mm. Mm. I mean, very close yeah, yeah. Um, so there are a lot of those extras that you would get from a normal movie you yeah, probably aren't yeah, going to yeah. get from this one plus the production value was so low I doubt mm. there'd be like a Lord of the Rings five disc box set with all yeah. of the crap in it no unfortunately not with the, the um, money it did not make back yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Bombed as well. So, um, I have some extras to add if we're done. Go for it. So, I just want everyone to know if you like the movie, there is an album out called "Wig in the Box." Um, it's a tribute to the movie. It's yeah. the Pixies oh, yeah, feature that. on it. The Breeders, Sydney Law, Pus- Negative on there as well. They did a couple. Possibly, of yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they even did um, the Angry Inch, like the Roy Angry. Um, it's disturbed on yeah. it. No, no. Thank God, I'm buying it. Um, it's a good album. So <laughs> definitely, no, I'm buying anything Disturbed hasn't touched. So I'm gonna love I, it. I can't imagine anything more far away from a Disturbed record <laughs> than this. I'd be disturbed if Disturbed was on there. Uh, yeah, but like that guy strikes me as a bit of a date rapist. I don't think he's going out with <laughs> transgendered people. Date rapist. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> we can't make it big. Three years ago, we get punched in the face by some guy. Like, Don't rape you, disturbed guy. This is all on me. The views, ex- <laughs> the views expressed here are mine, <laughs> not the podcast. Don't no, worry, no, no. just fight me. I've already offend, offended Nummy Watts. Nummy Watts. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Um, no, that was it. That's all I wanted to add. There's a really good record out there that everyone should get their ears around if they're um, cool. if they're into the music from the movie. Very These much. Are, it was very, very good. Yeah, yeah. Especially the Pixies cover of um, Origins of Love is, is weird and Pixie-ish and amazing. Cool. 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 Thus endeth the podcast. Thus endeth the podcast. On that mystic magical note, I'm going to hit stop. Psych, there's more. After an episode is done, usually I stop, save, hit record again, and we have a yak. Most of this material is never used and we'll probably never see the light of day. But in this week's episode, uh, we actually ended up having some discussions that I think is worth listening to. Maybe. I don't know. I can't tell at this point. I've been editing for several hours and only just discovered this part of the podcast, the main section being over an hour long and requiring editing. So I'm just going to tack it onto the back here. We had just grabbed some new beers... And we're discussing the fact that this is our longest recording ever. Enjoy. Yeah, Murray also helps that uh, we have a guest on it that is currently tilting the table from the raging erection he has for us. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not going to lie. I fucking love the hell out of this movie. No. Yeah, and it's nice to have people who know movies at least, yeah. even if you... Ah, Gene, you flattering bastard. I also want to bring back that you get stuck into me for getting pissed off the dude surviving the television gets smashed in his head. Like, and my issues of beard. Like, that's a shit beard. And that is destroying the movie for you. No! You don't get to do that. <laughs> you don't get to. 
Fuck you. <laughs> You're fine with dragons, though, aren't you? <laughs> Perfectly okay with dragons. Perfectly okay. Oh, dear. <laughs> because in this universe, beards exist. <laughs> so I'm, I'm women playing men. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I think what you said, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of that exactly as well. Because like, I actually had it written in there about her acting performance. Because her acting is... I thought she was one of the, the worst actors in, yeah. in the film. Um, but, I mean, I think said that. There was just deliver- there was stunningly good acting, and then there was almost no acting yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly so. right. But the thing was, um, because she, she done it in the stage, she obviously got, got the role. And as you said with the, actually the makeup, when it's up there, it doesn't matter. Mm. It does not matter at all. She could deliver the lines, she just couldn't act to deliver the lines. Mm-hmm. And the, the camera was there, not people watching it from back there. And that definitely... Oh, I said, it's I wrote, like, I wrote exactly, exactly, exactly like a couple of scenes where there was any sort of emotion shown. And that was like during the sex scene, I guess. With the spooning? Yeah, and then there's the hip thrusting and whatnot. It's like at the start and their first spoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And and then like when you see the tattoo on her hip of the yeah, I think so. And then there's the one later on where they're together, and then she kind of like separate like scooches forward to get away from her a little bit. Yeah. And then there's the one where they're tearing up the passport, and I was like, that was pretty emotionally active, but at the same time, I also get it because they're probably there illegally, and now they don't have a passport. It's kind of doomed her to to have to 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 hang around, have to get sent, like get to be. I would think get to port like they have no option now. Well, no, no. Mm-hmm. If you lose your passport and you're in the country legally, you just go to your consulate and go. I understood how at that point that yeah. they were there illegally. And at one point, they make a joke. Oh, look, there's immigration. As in, I thought that was just a joke, 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 joke. For, joke for like the crowd, oh, okay, the crowd, and things like yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they're all foreign because you've heard them talk. So, like, oh, look, immigration. Ha, ha. I figured that they were there. No, that was actual legitimate, like joke. No, Hedwig's Hedwig's there legally. Yeah, no, I figured that because I got married moved there. So mm. I figured that, but the rest of them weren't really. But then, no, but Hedwig's but married to. But then, you know, Hedwig's, so Hedwig's fine. But yeah, the but rest Hedwig's of them. married to Yitzhak. Yeah, Hedwig, when. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, true, 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 true. Yeah, so. Y- Yitzhak's the only other one you hear talk. Like, yeah. You don't really hear the other guys no, they talk. No, that's like much. salad. No, yeah, so you can't yeah, really get an accent from them or anything. Only mentioned a couple of times in this. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's fair. I completely forgot that they were married. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the thing that gave me the shits about that bit. Was so then, in that case, that was pretty overacted and a bit meh, because it was obviously a, a, like a trust yeah. break thing. Which is really yeah, bad, but well, also crushing her dream. She got into Rent. She's she's yeah, going she, to play a part in a, yeah, in a Broadway play, and yeah, Rent's true. huge. Angel. Yeah, she was playing Angel. Uh, but yeah, in a uh, it was for a Polynesia and Guam tour. Yeah, right. The, US, um, US the, US the cool thing about that though is if if you guys know Rent. Yeah. Angel Dumachinat is a transgendered person in Rent, but a male to female. So same as Hedvig. So you've got a female actress playing a male <laughs> character playing a transgendered male to female person <laughs> in a stage production in Guam. That's bonkers. <laughs> so at that point, you just remove the beard, take it off, and then pretend to be. No, they put a wig on top of it, <laughs> and then they put makeup over well, the have, beard. But they have to make it so really yeah, piss me They off. have to make it obvious that they've yeah, tried just to, to cover it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's got layers like an onion. No, it just keeps going. Oh yeah. Uh, fair enough. Oh yeah. Cool. And now that's the real end.